Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersiesGrowRoom.com. Uh, happy 420. It's 420 today when we're releasing this episode, the 20th of April, 2022. So happy 420. I hope you're having an awesome day. And if you're not doing anything today, head over to Percy's Grow Room later because there's going to be some epic competitions that are starting. In, and one of them will be where you can win HLG 600 R spec, which is a huge light an epic light for a 4x4 or even a 5x5 grow space. So get over to Percy's Grow Room, enter the competition, and you will have a chance at winning this epic light. There'll be some giveaways as well where you can win some seeds and some stickers and general things like that. So make sure you go and sign up to Percy's, get involved in the competitions. But anyway, this interview here is with a good friend of the show. Everybody should know who this guy is. And it's Jordan River from Growcast. He came over a few weeks ago after he'd just moved house. So he'd moved house the day before, still boxes all around him, and he's taken a couple of hours to come and chill and speak with me and Monkey. So it was a really cool interview, as usual. Jordan's a super cool guy. And if you don't know who Jordan is, then find his podcast on all the podcast networks. If you just search for Growcast, you'll find him. So listen to his show, listen to our show, come and sign up to Percy's and get involved in the 420 competitions. And even check out our YouTube channel later because we're doing a live stream where we're just going to chat some shit and have some fun. But for now, here is the interview with Jordan River. I hope you enjoy it. Happy 420, everybody. See you in a bit. Hello. Yo, how's it going, Jordan? What's up, guys? Hey, sweet. You can hear us. How's things, man? Excellent, excellent. I am down in Oklahoma. I can hear you guys great. You got to let me know if uh, the wind becomes a problem. I can move to the garage. Are you outside, are you? Yes. Nice. You, you're like you're on a farm in the garden, chilling. What are you doing? Dude, I just moved down here to Oklahoma. Nice. Moved my whole family down. Wow. And big move. it is warm. Yeah, big move. And it is warmer than Chicago. So I am fucking <laughs> I am a happy man. <laughs> so what kind of temperatures you're looking at right now, Jordan? Oh, it's got to be 75 degrees out right now. Yeah, that's it, man. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful, sunny, blue skies. Yeah, I'm a bit uh, further south, and I know exactly what you're talking about, though. I love it. Chicago, yes. it's like 30 degrees, so. <laughs> and no Sun snow right now down here. Shit. No snow, no ice. Yep. So how long ago did you move? We literally arrived. Was that yesterday or the day before? Whoa. We just got down here, yeah. Definitely still boxes everywhere. You know, you got to set up all your shit. Yeah. Mission. Yeah. Huge mission. We've done pretty well, though. We're we're like basically all set up. Now I got to build the studio. I'm going to rebuild the studio. I'm going to build a fucking incredible studio. (laughs) Yeah. You guys aren't going to believe the way it looks. Oh, man. I can't wait. You're going to put pictures up. I'm sure when it's done, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be streaming from it all the time, too. If you thought that last one was nice, this one's going to blow it out of the water. Epic. So uh, why did you move? You were just looking for a better place to, I mean, the weed wolves in Oklahoma are a lot better than anywhere, anywhere else, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is that one of um, the deciding factors? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was definitely a big part of it. Uh, actually, a lot came into it, man. Like, I didn't even consider moving down here until I visited. And I just realized mm-hmm. that Oklahoma City is, like, amazing. It's like, got mm-hmm. great culture. It's got great food. Awesome. Um, and then I was like, damn, it's it's only three hours from my family in southern Missouri. It's like I'd be I'd be way closer to them. 
mm-hmm. and uh, then damn better plant laws, you know? So we just kind of got thinking mm-hmm. about it. And, and then finally we decided to pull the trigger. We wanted, we knew we wanted to leave Illinois. So it was either Michigan or Oklahoma and we chose Oklahoma. Sounds very nice, mate. Is it you out in the countryside? You're in the city? We're a little bit outside of Oklahoma city. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the cannabis scene is exploding here. You would not believe it. It's oh, yeah. like you drive yeah, down the street every every hundred feet there's another dispensary it seems like. <laughs> it's really wild man i've never seen anything like it yeah they said Shit. the uh, the entry cost and down there is is significantly lower than anywhere else in the country and there's no limit as far as licenses goes twenty five hundred dollars yeah it makes wow, it easy to get all? into the business yeah yeah 25 man that's it yeah, there's twenty five hundred dollars for mm-hmm. each license so if you want to cultivate 2500 bucks you're off and running if you want to process if you want to extract if you want to uh dispense so you mm-hmm. can get ten thousand and you can vertically integrate and have all your licenses ready to go not only that this is according to my good friend steve steve raisner he said yeah. that if you build out in oklahoma unincorporated like uh you know kind of the middle of nowhere he said mm-hmm. they don't the only thing they do is a fire uh, hazard inspection and everything else they don't even they don't even run regulations on your grow so it's wow. crazy out here man. it's like the wild west you can see where you move there, mate. Shit, I'm. I think I'm about to pack up my shit. That's uh, <laughs> funny, I don't know man. About a bunch of people are doing it. <laughs> bunch of people are doing it. Uh, there's like members, uh, Growcast members, that are moving down to Oklahoma. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty great, man. <laughs> Jordan's going to be making a cult about his farm and shit. That's what I'm saying. Hey, man. Listen, you can't spell cultivation without cult, okay? Well, that's uh. a, no. That, that's good, man. Shit, I didn't even realize that until now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, man. All hell yeah. Uh, so what's the yeah, plan? Man. Are you gonna are you gonna get some of them licenses and start making your own? Or are you just sticking with the podcast and stuff? It's not off the table. I mean, I'm definitely still doing my thing. I'm doing podcasting. I'm going to be collaborating with a lot of great people down here. Uh, cool. Shout out to aforementioned Steve Raisner. Brandon Rust is down here. A really great friend of mine. Brilliant, brilliant soil uh, soil. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say soil scientist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or he'd, he'd scoff if I called him that, but it, um, he's incredible. Uh, Mad Farmer is down here. Uh, a bunch of people are down here now. As far as like starting up something of our own, maybe scaling up Growcast Seed Co. or doing Growcast Gardens. Um, I'm going to see how the industry shakes out. It seems like they're looking at revoking some licenses. Uh, cause there's 8,000 plus cultivators here. It's a very Damn. flooded market. Wow. And, uh, they were, yeah, they're talking about, oh, we're going to crack down on the black market ones and this and that, but I'm worried they're going to continue and, and kind of do what they want to do in all these States, which is make it into a more, uh, money oriented monopoly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kind of exactly. Kind of like crony capitalist monopoly mm-hmm. version of legalization, which I am not down with. That's what we had in Illinois. And it was just not any good there, man. It's terrible there. Mm. Well, don't you kind of think that that's unfortunately the way it's at least politics is going to push this thing, you know, crony capitalism. Yes, yes. that's that's what happened to California. Um, right. It was it was one of the best markets. It was a medical market where anyone could grow if they had a license. You could vend anywhere. It was very gray market and it worked like a dream. And then they ruined it 20 years later. Uh, with the recreational bill. Now, suddenly mm-hmm. you don't have deli style sales. You can't see the weed before you buy it. Everything's pre-packaged, which makes the waste five to 10 times more. I'm just making those numbers up, but it's, I mean, it's true. It's just, the waste mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, they tax it more. They uh, screw the patients who have been, you know, loyally paying patient fees for their medical cars for years. Uh, it's no good. But that being said, on the other side of the coin, you got states like Michigan, 
and, and Michigan has to continue to fight for their for their caregiver rights and things like this. But Michigan's a pretty solid state. Um, Oregon is another good example mm-hmm. of a state mm-hmm. that did legalization well. Now, now the farmers are hurting out there because of the the uh, kind of influx of supply. Mm-hmm. But I lived in Oregon and it was a good system, dude. Rec was affordable. Medical was even more affordable. You got to skip mm-hmm. taxes. You got to go in a separate line. So some states are still doing it right. But yes, you're, you're absolutely right. It seems like most of these states try to push it in the direction of uh, California rec, uh, Illinois, what Illinois did. And, and I'm just not down with that program, man. That's not destigmatization. That's mm-hmm. just replacing illegalization with regulation. And I, I can't settle for that. No fucking way. Well, you're right about that, though, because I've been in both types of dispensaries, you know, the prepackaged versus the ones where you can physically see, smell, look and touch the product. I would totally rather be in one with a, that I can use every sense in, in, in my possession to find out what kind of weed do I really want. I hate that prepackaged stuff. I mean, I feel like I'm buying, I mean, it feels like I'm buying a burrito to throw in the microwave. Honestly, <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. That's a great analogy. And and you're absolutely right. It does a lot of things. What maybe makes me the most angry is the, the level of waste that it creates is just absurd. But like you said, when you can't smell the bud, you're basically playing blind. Yes. Um, we, we all know how important terpenes are to, to the effect of cannabis and the overall experience of cannabis mm-hmm. and also the medicinal aspects of cannabis. Now, when you, when you don't have uh, testing levels where the terpenes are listed, or let's say you're just a consumer who doesn't, you haven't memorized all the hundreds of terpenes, which most patients don't have time mm-hmm. for, um, you just fucking use your nose. Your body knows yeah. what it wants. Something smells good to you and not to someone else for a reason. But that's how you and, pick that shit and you smell it be like, Oh yeah, that that's one. That's exactly one. right. I mean, it's literally what 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 the human biology has evolved for for you know millennia to to tell you whether or not a piece of meat has gone bad and whether or not it's going to make you sick mm-hmm. or provide you with much needed nutrition. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the same exact thing when you're picking a cannabis strain. I mean, have you ever smelled a strain and gone, "Wow, that smells amazing," and then you smoke it and go, oh, "I don't like it." Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was no. I mean, it smelled great. <laughs> But yeah, then I smoked yeah. it and it was just not, I mean, unless it was grown horribly wrong or sprayed with pesticides, that virtually mm-hmm. never happens. Mm-hmm. And that's because your nose knows. You've got to follow your nose. And if they don't mm-hmm. let you smell, then, then you're fucked, you know? That's right, man. Yeah, well, you know, the prepackaged stuff also does away completely with the, with bag appeal. You know, you've got growers mm-hmm. out there growing, trying to make this beautiful bud. You've got trimmers out there trying to make it, you know, completely marketable. And then you're going to stick it into a plastic bottle to where i can't even look at it and tell me to go ahead and buy this what's the point it is crazy man fuck that shit yeah yeah and, and again i guess it's called deli style it's it's a term that i hadn't even really heard until recently but they keep trying to ban it here in oklahoma they keep bringing up bills <laughs> oh, no, that say man. no more deli style sales no this no that and uh every time the troops kind of mobilize and vote vote it down but it's crazy. It's like a constant battle. And I, I wish we would just end this nonsense and let people grow this fucking plant like any other plant. It's yeah. fucking crazy, isn't it, man? It, it, it's uh, in Oklahoma, though, that seems to have the best rules in the US so far from what I've seen regarding yeah. growing and all that shit. Well, I mean, it, it's, I, th- I believe that. I, I would agree with that. It is definitely the most lax mm-hmm. uh, rules. You see, you do see problems because of it, right? You see, right. Um, there's more like black market stuff going on here. There's like, triad funded grows that are being operated here and right. um it creates a glut in the market so many farmers move here and, and many farmers go out of business but honestly i'd rather take all of those negatives than the alternative which is mm-hmm. this highly regulated 
um, unaffordable. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just kind of is still treating it like fucking drugs. It's treating yeah. it like some sort of deadly object that needs to yeah. be carefully handled and pre-sealed and packaged. And it's just, it, I don't accept that. While at the same version. time, they encourage people to drink alcohol. So like, come on, man. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, we pick and choose, right? Like we're allowed to shove alcohol down our throats. But then again, you're not allowed to see people drinking it on TV for some reason, but you see ads for it over and over. I don't know if you've noticed that. Maybe mm. you get a kick out of this, Percy. In America, we have tons of alcohol ads but you'll right. never see them put the alcohol to their lips. It's always them like cracking the beer and they're right. like riding a mountain bike. Like you would fucking go ride a mountain bike. And they, they'll, toast, <laughs> they'll toast one another and they'll bring the beer up. They'll clink glasses and they'll draw it to their mouth and the camera fades out. That's it. That's so it. I think, I think that's some of the like Puritan delusion that was left over when we go to pick and choose what's you know, good and what's so bad. The, the kids watch that and then they steal a beer out of the fridge and just pour it over their faces. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is how you use it, right? Come exactly. on. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> exactly, man. So, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. So how's Growcast doing? Being very busy, I suppose. Uh, you taking oh. some time off while you're going over, going through the move and all that shit. No, never, never. I don't, I don't uh, remember the last time we've we paused production. Uh, Brocast is cruising along, man. I love it. I just, I love podcasting. It's my full time gig now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing less work with Purity, even though I'm still selling their coffee, and it just gives me more time to focus on Growcast. Nice. And uh, it's just been awesome, man. We have the membership, the Order of Cultivation, which is like just this really dope Patreon group where. You know, it kind of started as like, hey, get all the archives and get the get the Growcast TV video live stream every week. But now it's turned into this like whole worldwide community. People are like meeting each other. We're doing meetups all over the place, all over the United States. We're trying to get out to South Africa to do a meetup, dude. It's getting really crazy. Um, so yeah, man, shit's Growcast is bigger than ever, and and I'm just super super grateful. Um, just teach people how to grow long enough, and it really really grows into something special. So. So yeah, I'm rebuilding the studio. It's going to be absolutely nuts. By the way, I didn't know we were like recording earlier. I didn't mean to. I felt like I was like uh, bragging about my stuff. My studio's going to blow you guys out of the fucking water. I didn't know that was all recording. <laughs> Fuck off, I thought that was just us about it. talking. Mac, you'll mess it up and, 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 and make it like even more of a brag. When it yeah, I'm, it I'm leaving it in. I'll put, some, I'll put some echo in and shit. Make it all big, uh, big and loud. I, I stand behind it. I just didn't want that to be the first thing out of my mouth on the program. But now you guys know. Mm. Now that I've cleared the air. <laughs> no, that's um, cool, man. That's I, cool. I, I stand behind it. I'm building. I'm building this cool set. It's. I'm calling it the Growcast Biodome, and uh, yeah, it's going to be like a. It's going to be like a 360 uh, set slash cannabis garden, and that's where I'm going to stream from. Um, yeah, that's hey. really what I'm going to focus on next once I'm kind of settled in and stuff. When's that going to be finished? Going to be a, a few weeks, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, a couple of weeks. I think it'll take two weeks. Nice. You got yeah, shit already really growing, or, or you're waiting until I'm gonna pop shit like right away, dude. Yeah, I uh, I just was literally getting like the kitchen stuff out and all this other stuff out, and then I'm gonna be popping seeds right away. I've got so many fucking genetics that I'm excited to pop you guys. Sweet. I don't know. I don't know if we can if we can wrap genetics for a second. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, we talk about whatever we like what over here, man. <laughs> well, you know, I just went through that period where you're not allowed to grow, and it just sucks, man. Mm-hmm. Having no garden fucking blows. You're like thinking about it all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just been sitting here thinking about what I'm going to pop. And I've got a bunch of new Rhizo Ridge crosses, the Growcast Seed Co. crosses that uh, we've been doing with the Peach Quake Mail and shit like that. Um, I wanted to shout out 
uh, Red Scare Seed Co. He sent me all these uh, Afghans. He's working with that Indian land race exchange guy. Okay. And he's worked with him for a while and they got their hands on all these different, um, all these different heirloom Afghan seeds. And this is the guy that'll tell you what region is, it tastes like what, you know what I mean? He mm. got this Maroof Afghan, I guess, from the Maroof region. That's and, uh, shit. yeah, or the Hindu Kush region or the Aga black. He sent me the Aga black preservation and, Wow. It's just really cool to see these guys who literally it's not just Afghan. Like they say, which part, you know what I mean? Like they're really into the history of the region <laughs> and, uh, and he'll tell you what, what each region, what the terroir kind of produces. And yeah, I wanted to shout that out. Cause I'm definitely going to pop some of the, some of the uh, Aga black crosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Just, I got, I got some very interesting stuff that I'm, that I'm looking to play with. What have you guys been growing recently? Uh, I grew some lemon tree from Barney's farm recently. That was very impressive. Nice, classic. I love lemon tree. Yeah, just, just running strawberry cough myself right mm-hmm. now. So, I mean, just the classics. That is a classic, man. Strawberry is. cough is great. Oh, yeah. How many plants are you allowed to grow out there, man? Uh, here, um, six and six. Six in veg, six in flower. But then I can get the lady a card, too. So oh. I'll have 12 and 12. Nice. Uh, which is plenty for me. I'll probably mm. have three tents, two flowering tents and one veg tent. Damn. Nice. That would be yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. I'm happy just, with it. That's all you need really is a personal, you know, as a personal consumer. That should be enough to cover most people. I think, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think it's hard to satisfy someone like me, but 24 plants in a household sounds about right. I'd love for that number to be higher or just not even have a limit, mm-hmm. but it's a good place to start. So, I'll be popping, you know, 40 seeds or something, accounting for many of them to be male. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones that I'm really excited to cross. I got I got these uh, Stankosaurus crosses. Was it uh, Stankosaurus? Nice. Yeah, Thug Pug, if I'm not mistaken. It's a Thug Pug cross. And uh, someone gave me this vanilla frosting by Stankosaurus that was just, whew, it was out of this world. So I'm really excited to pop that one. Nice. Well, being in a warmer climate now, you planning on doing anything outside? Veggies outside, big time. Just, just veggies. Yeah, no I won't be doing any cannabis outside, but I, yeah, I'm excited to get some beds, beds going. Out. Any of you guys grow veggies big time? Not I right used now. To. Yeah, used, uh, to. used to. Got, I mean, it got to the point to where, uh, you know, the missus was pushing me on the veggies all the time, and I was spending more money growing them than I, we could have bought like three or four times that. So. Yeah, <laughs> the like, startup nah, is definitely not doing it. Yeah, not doing it no more. Yeah. For sure. I'm thinking about getting some raised beds and yeah. uh, maybe just start putting my, you know, my extra cannabis soil out there and mm-hmm. see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Might as well put some use to it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a good way to recycle it is to use it in the vegetables in the back garden for sure. Yep. Great for uh, uh, excess nutrient waste as well. Nutrient runoff, things like that. That's um, exactly what I do with all of my nutrient runoffs. It's either going in my flowers or the old vegetable plots. And, and they love it. Absolutely love it. It's fantastic stuff. That's the way to do it, man. A lot of people don't think about their runoff. Um, a lot of people don't water to runoff properly. You know, you know these cocoa growers, it's, it's really important to remember uh, that those chelated salt nutrients, they build up in the soil. And, and if you're not watering to runoff every time and kind mm-hmm. of pushing those old built up salts out, it's going to create a toxic environment in the root zone, you know? Yeah, man. So yeah. like, Cocoa growers are encouraged to water to heavy runoff every time because it's yeah, yeah, the yeah. way the medium. At least 10%, works. isn't it? 
at least 10 percent. yeah yeah and and that's 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 crucial for the plant health and then a lot of people just drain that you know literally down the drain which ain't the best thing in the world you know those again that the nitrogen runs off like crazy that'll work its way into waterways Mm-hmm. all the EDTA that it's chelated with all this stuff. If you can just get it in a, like you said, your backyard plants, your garden bed, um, that is a great place to kind of store that and uh, hopefully have those plants consume those, those nutrients in a more, in a more, um, you know, sustainable fashion. Now, of course right. you can add like enzymes and stuff to, to help aid breaking that stuff down. But that's why I like a living soil system where there is no runoff. Yeah. Um, that is my favorite way that, to grow. Uh... We've been talking about the bacteria shit. We're just before the show started as well. Just yeah. before we uh, went live, monkeys made some lactobacillus. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, labs just, is wonderful. Yeah, just playing around. Had some had some milk that was going bad. And of course, always have rice in the cabinet. So uh, yeah, I've got the instructions. Threw it all together, and bam, there it is. So this is not hard to do. We you can easily get into this stuff with with almost nothing. That's dope, man. We're doing a. Um homemade input challenge right now in our discord we do like a different contest every week give away seeds and shit mm-hmm. and so this Sweet. week is like post your homemade inputs and, and something like this would fall into that category you know all you need is some vinegar and uh some milk and some rice right yep. to make labs all, all you need for wca is some eggshells and some vinegar um yep. it's really quite cool what you can brew up at home now labs that beneficial bacteria i don't see much out there that makes a bigger difference overnight when you spray your plants with that labs, you come back and they're going to be praying. They're going to be physically thanking you. Um, <laughs> the phylosphere just loves all of those beneficial microbes that are created in that fermentation process. And it, again, it's, it's, a, it's a bacterial uh, application. Good for immune system, good for root health, good for uh, fucking growth, yield, everything. Well, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm becoming a terpene hog. You know, it's one of those things I can grow a plant now. I just want to grow it a smellier plant now. So I'm hoping that these labs will kind of push me a little bit further into that terpene mode. Oh, hundred percent. So we know that that microbiological stimulation stimulates the plant's immune system, which is what we're looking for. That's, that's what's going to cause the plant to produce these secondary metabolites and produce compounds that we like, like terpenes. Mm-hmm. Now, beyond that, it was really interesting. I had Jeff Lowenfels on my show pretty recently here and, and a couple of times, you know, shout out to Jeff Lowenfels, author of Teeming with Microbes, Teeming with Fungi, the Teeming series, really incredible mm-hmm. organic guy. So he was doing work with this guy, Dr. White, and basically they're kind of popularizing the science of the rhizophagy cycle. This is a, this is a phenomenon in plants where we know the bacteria moves around the soil and interacts the roots and all of these things. But what Dr. White proved is that the bacteria actually enters the plant. The bacteria travels up the entire plant and enters the trichomes. Wow. Damn. Judith Fitzpatrick, who is a, like a molecular scientist or some shit. She used to work in big pharma before teaming up with Jeff and stuff. She said that the bacteria is 100% affecting the flavor. We're concerned with flavonoids and, and terpenes. Mm-hmm. And, and she says bacteria plays into that significantly. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's A number one. The other thing that was interesting about this is that the bacteria is present in the seed pods. So just like a human mother gives her microbiome to her child through natural birth, when you are pollinating seeds, there is bacteria present from the mother plant on the progeny's seed. And if you, for instance, if you, for instance, are the type of person to uh, wash your seeds in hydrogen peroxide, 
Mm-hmm. A, a tactic that people do to avoid bad biology accumulating. Well, you're definitely going to avoid that bad biology, but you're also breaking that cycle. And you might be doing something there, disrupting this natural birth process that's passing on this very important biology present from mother. Again, just like other you know, mammals pass yeah. on their microbiome to their children. How crazy is that? It seems like that's becoming more popular as well. People are becoming more aware of that shit of the the natural cycle but we keep fucking with it when we shouldn't it the natural cycle of things knows best and we should just let it do its thing i agree and we're learning i don't want to get weird here uh and we're learning you know i, I I'm, I'm about to get weird though because we're talking about natural birth and stuff it's we're good, learning right? this sort of thing i spoke with uh i spoke with dr sanjeev chopra on, on my other show and he was talking about these hospitals that when they perform a cesarean section now and it's no longer a natural birth they'll take some of the placental material and they'll fucking Simba the kid. They'll like wipe it on its forehead. Oh. And down the bridge of its nose. If you wanna, if you wanna, uh, right. I've heard about this. They'll inoculate the child. With, with, exactly, with the, uh, dude. Mm-hmm. How with crazy the vaginal is juices. That? Yes. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, hey. Well, you I mean, said you were getting weird. I didn't know you were going there, bro. God well, damn. Man. Yeah. They it's, swab the child's mouth. Important. And, and, and yeah, they, they have heard about this. And they say it makes a huge difference in the, in the infant's uh, health. In the, in the immunocompromisation, especially yes. all these autoimmune. I know what it was. The spice melange. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So so yeah. You when you talk, when you speak of microbiology, it's like man. The more I talk to these people, the less. The more I realize that the less I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is the final frontier. Yeah, you know, um, it's like been growing for such a long time now. People are talking about all this shit. It's like what? How how have been how have been growing weed for so long, and you know studying it to some extent, but still finding yeah. out new shit even now. It's like damn man, Missing I don't think it's so ever going to stop. Yeah, it's yeah. just mm-hmm. always something else to learn. Always a level deeper to go. Some it cool hasn't shit. stopped with coffee, and and everyone's allowed to mm-hmm. study coffee. So, I think that it's just going to be more and more of this. Um, and yeah, just understanding the complexities of flavor again. Mm-hmm. For a second, it was all about cannabinoids. It's all we talked about. And then it was terpenes, terpenes, terpenes. But again, let's add up the percentages, right? Let's say you've got a 25% TH strain with 11% terpenes, really, really high. Um, and I don't even know if those numbers are bunk, but this, you're at 36% or whatever. Well, what's the other? Mm. What's the other mm-hmm. fucking 64%? Mm. There's a bunch of things in there, man. I, I liked the speech by Kevin Jodry at the re- recent regenerative conference. He was talking about a compound called butyric acid. Right. Butyric acid is... A, it is a uh, naturally occurring compound. It occurs in cannabis, but it's also used in like food processing and all sorts of stuff. Butyric acid is what makes something smell like cheese. Right. If you like a cheese strain and it smells like cheese, that's butyric acid. It's not a terpene. It's not a cannabinoid. It's not a flavonoid. It's just an acid compound that no one really talks about that is responsible for the cheese flavor, according to, uh, to master grower Kevin Chaudhry. Right. And uh, dude, slightly dude bitter, slightly, slightly bitter, slightly sour. Yeah, that's it. So mm-hmm. there's a lot in there, right? And and we like to catch on to buzzwords, but I'm excited to see where we are in 20 years and what, what we talk about mm-hmm. when it comes to these flavors and, and compounds. So is research still, still banned in the USA? Oh, yeah. Like, it's federally yes. banned, right? So they can't even do shit to make well, it. it. 
federally funded research is banned, put it that way. People are still doing private research, but right. of, of course this private research, Mackie, you understand this. We can't have that because it's not done properly. You know that attitude? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah I know that one. <laughs> the oh, thing geez. that the UK keeps saying, we don't have the, oh, that, that, that research isn't any good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's bullshit the way they count stuff out. But there are some, like uh, Michigan State University is doing some cool cannabis studies. Um, I want to say Oklahoma, one of the universities down here. I could be wrong about that. And it's because look but at yeah. how much we've achieved when this shit's been illegal. And because it, it's been illegal for such a long time, it's only just been coming out of the shadows now. But imagine when people can actually do a real pheno hunt and find the perfect fucking plant with the best flavor, the best growth, yeah. you know, all that shit. You're talking about a 10,000 plant pheno hunt here. Which, yeah, you know, you know with just multiple the... evaluations. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be yep. some fucking monstrous strains that are, that are coming out in the future. There's going to be some big strides in the industry. Mm. I don't know if you can compare it to anything. I don't know if it's going to be completely incomparable, if it'll be a new thing. I just don't want to see it get shoved in these other um, kind of modalities. or, or uh, I don't know what to say, other, other structures. Like, oh, we're going to treat it like alcohol. That's mm. not how we should approach this thing. You know what I mean? No, it's tomatoes. That's the tomato model, right? Shout out yeah, to that's, that's what, I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, it's a vegetable you grow in your backyard. It shouldn't be regulated. It's a vegetable. <laughs> it reminds gosh. me of what Ed Rosenthal said. I remember when he was like, uh, you know, I actually didn't write a book about growing weed. I wanted to write a book about <laughs> growing tomatoes, but nobody's going to exactly. buy a tomato book, you know? <laughs> so every time you put tomatoes in a book, you just put quotes around it. Your tomatoes. Yeah. Yep. Funny exactly guy, right man. Now. That guy's funny. So I suppose you didn't head out to Spanabis. That was on a recent No, week. dude, I saw I saw that was going down, and you know that's right up my alley. Um, mm. I wouldn't have been able to make it happen with the move, but yeah, that's right, af yeah. after seeing it, you know I'm going to be there in 2023. Mm -hmm. There you go. You got any festivals planned this year? Oh, yeah, dude, it's fucking going nuts, you guys. Uh, we're <laughs> at Canacon in just a few days here in Oklahoma City. We'll be down oh, there at Canacon. Come and see us. Come say hey. Oh, um, I wish, man. I'm stuck here in the UK. <laughs> uh what was it where, where else are we at we have the Growcast cultivators cup at the hideaway in southern uh in southern illinois they're in harrisburg illinois this guy nice. has the only he's got the only legal indoor consumption license in illinois wow and uh yeah we filled up really quick it is full capacity we're going to do another one with no capacity limit so stay tuned but That's um cool. the cultivators so cup is going to be sick man yeah, we discussed no this the other day. Limits. Wait the, a minute. Uh, the, got, no, I have to ask, no capacity limit? This has got to be an outdoor field then. We're switching to, yeah, we're switching. To, we're going to hold it at the farm next year. Oh, that would be great. Outdoors. Yeah, because, I mean, I didn't know. We, we had 50 spots, and they just they filled up day one. Awesome. So it's like, it's, it's crazy, you guys. We're going to take the winning sample, and we're going to cast it into the winning trophy. Um, so you'll like see... see yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. We've got a whole thing planned, but mostly it's just going to be a big get together, big party, legal indoor consumption, live music, food trucks. There's going to be like a magician or something, fire dancers. It's nuts. This is a festival. This is not a, a simple <laughs> consumption thing. This is a festival. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really getting crazy. And then uh, and then I'm in Denver in May. I'm in Los Angeles in June. I'm in Florida in August. It's crazy, you guys. Florida in August. Ooh. Interesting. Sounds super cool, man. I mean, look, you've been doing the Growcast for about eight years now, right? Something like that. Yeah. Seven plus. Um, Did you ever think it would get this far? I mean, no, dude. I've considered 
multiple times quitting the show. Mm-hmm. I did the show for years for free at a loss. Um, yeah. And, and I just did it because people would write me and say, your show really helps me grow. And I just kept doing it. And then one day it became my job. And, you know, now for our membership program, we, we have almost 500 members of the order of cultivation. Nice. I just Very try cool. every day to provide them with more value than they contribute to the community. And I feel like mm-hmm. we do a pretty damn good job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. You got lots of cool shit going on. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm really stoked. I appreciate you guys. You know, no, like we appreciate you, you man. You, you've helped us a lot with our podcast. A lot of our listeners come from uh, Growcast. It's like, Fuck yeah, dude. We, we get a lot of help from you, man. We appreciate it. Of course. I love chatting with you guys. I got to make it over there, man. When are we going to do like a fucking European, you know what I mean? Like you said, maybe meet up for Spanibus or do something yeah, in Ireland. Sweet, or That would be incredible. I've been missing Amsterdam a lot. I want to go to Amsterdam. It's been too long. We, I mean, we could Amsterdam. do that. When's the Cannabis Cup this year? That I might be no something idea. we could do. I don't know, but it's a long way for you, isn't it, to get over to you? I would, I would fucking gladly, man. It's been a while. I think I was in Amsterdam <laughs> five years ago now. Like, I fucking love Amsterdam, man. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of <laughs> listeners over there. Man, I think, I think we should do it. I want to organize something on Percy's. Do a Percy's meetup over in Amsterdam or, or you know, in, um, in Barcelona. That's an option as well. Yeah, dude, I'm down. Keep me up to date on that. Um, Barcelona's awesome place, man. I would love to do either of those. I would love to hear more about what's going on in Spain and, and what's going on in Netherlands. I feel like people here are like shitting on Dutch, Dutch genetics like that I don't quite mm-hmm. understand. Like when I went over there, the weed was good. Um, but it's good. I it's guess, black market still over in, uh, it, in the Netherlands because it's only decriminalized cannabis. It's not actually legal. Maybe it's so. hit or miss then. Yeah, it is definitely because the weed can be shit out in Amsterdam. I've been there and it has been shit. And if you want to buy the good shit, then you have to pay like 30, 40 euros for a gram. And that's oh, ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Well, Mackie, you always say you don't go to Amsterdam for the weed. You go for the hash. That's right. You go for the hashish, man. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call. Yeah. And it, it's got some lovely shit out there. Some honey haze. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my only experience out there was very, very positive when it came, came to the quality. And then people say, you know, the Dutchified genetics. I understand it has something to do with the intersex stability as well. But um, but shit, everything I got, maybe I just got lucky, but everything I got out there was, I would consider a great weed. When did you go? Was it 2017 and it was winter. It was winter 2017. All the, all the uh, canals were frozen over. No way. Cool. Dude, I loved it there, man. We went to the Reichs it's Museum. It's a beautiful we place, there. isn't it? It's, 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 yeah, it's incredible. The people are so friendly. Mm-hmm. God damn, now, now I'm really getting yeah, nostalgic. Yeah, that's it, man. That, see, you just start thinking about it. You're like, oh, man, I miss it so much. You know, just to yeah. rock up to the Bulldog and see all that graffiti and just rock, rock in there and be like, can I have a, an eighth of Silver Haze, please? Thank you very kindly. Uh, you know, just go sit down and roll a fat split. Like, oh, man. Yeah, dude, the coffee shop model. I, I did <sighs> enjoy the coffee shop model. I did not go in the Bulldog, though. I uh, mm. We were staying in a, kind of like a residential area. and okay. the, We saw the Bulldog. It sure looked cool. But there's, lo- um, there's loads of different bulldogs in Amsterdam now. Ah, uh, I see. But they, yeah. they had the grasshopper there. I mean, the last time I was in Amsterdam, there was a, well, the time before the last time, there was a, a place called the Grasshopper. It was just a massive coffee shop in the middle of the, uh, by the dam rack. Yeah, it was on the dam rack, wasn't it? That's, yeah, you, you, you would know it. It was a green, it, it was lit up green building was called the Grasshopper. And I, the, this time when I went, well, the last time I went, you know, it's getting confusing now. 
I've gone up there, went in to go buy some weed. And the guy's like, no, 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 not a coffee shop anymore. It's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> that's a fucking, that's a nice place as well. But in my favorite place is called Pre-DME. That, that's my coffee shop. I want to go there, just, you know, get a strawberry and banana smoothie and some hash, head up to the top floor. Oh, yeah. You sit down and watch some TV, man. It's fucking sweet. That's dope. Well, they're also different, right? Like one was like clubby. And then another one was just like kind of clean lounge. And then the one that I smoked the most at was like a neighborhood dive bar called Tweety's. Hmm. And uh, I just like this idea of like find a coffee shop that fits your vibe, <laughs> smoke in there. You know what I mean? Like it's really convenient. I, I don't think we could do that here in America. No. Like Oklahoma, we have smoke lounges, but something about the uh, public transportation in Amsterdam and everything just being so localized, it really works mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. for that coffee shop model. And imagine we just we hook up in Amsterdam, we're sitting there in the coffee shop just chilling. You know, someone walks past and hears like <laughs> the voice from High and Homegrown and the voice from Podcast from Van Growcast. And it's like, is, is that Jordan River? Is, is that Mackie? <laughs> this is my podcast up in there. <laughs> I, I never wear like Growcast. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm, I'm going to rather start doing this. I never wear Growcast merch to events. So people walk up to me and they go, I heard your voice. And like, I, had... uh, cool. <laughs> I got to wear a Growcast hat or something, dude. Sweet. So oh. People just recognize yeah. you from the, because you, you got a lot of listeners now, right? You got shitloads. Man, yeah, the show's, the show's pretty damn big. You got um, reached over a million downloads a long time ago, right? Oh yeah. 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 We blew past 2 million this year on the new platform on, on just on Libsyn. We, we used to be on SoundCloud. I won't right. go in deep into tech stuff, but we, we switched platforms a while ago and um, yeah, show is big, man. 45,000 subs. Sweet. Um, downloads have been good lately. Nice. And uh, I'm just more focused in on like, like you can't help 45,000 people, you know, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. I, like my, the best thing I can do for them is to continue to put out good content. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I've, I've really focused my, my, my kind of um, spotlight on the members and trying to help the members. And we provide a lot of good content for them. But again, like if someone is asking for something, we had, you know, we had this guy, crazy legs, crazy mm-hmm. legs is uh, he's got all sorts of health problems. You know, he's, he's in a wheelchair. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a great sense of humor. You can tell by the name, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he reached out to me and he was like, man, Afghan is my medicine. Like, he's all he's all messed up and he said afghan makes me feel better so i fucking got a bunch of those aga crosses and some of the maroof and i took care of this member right just kind of like see what people want see what they're after that we could get in their hands mm-hmm. and and do that for them so that's that's really what i'm focused on is it's our core membership and and yeah continue to put out good content on the free podcast as well so how many free podcasts do you put out how many episodes altogether did you put out in a week now I, I do one a week. I don't know how many we have total released. That's a great question. Mm. Um, I, I dropped it back down to one a week. I was doing two a week for a while. Uh, producer Rob passed. We went to one a week. But then we have Growcast TV live every Wednesday and the AMA. You guys have come on the Saturday AMA. we got to get you back on, man. Yeah, that'd be sweet, man. <laughs> yes. uh, always good to just sit and chat shit. But people ask people request anything. you all the time. Yeah. Oh, cool. People know who we are. Oh my God, 100%, dude. Yeah, people are like, when are the homegrown coming back on? Because we don't usually do a lot of guests on Saturdays, but because of the time change, it's perfect for us. So mm-hmm. we'll have you on again. Well, yeah, anytime, um, mate. Just let us know when you when's good. Always happy to well, yeah, dude. chat some shit. Life is good. I don't I don't wanna 
I could squawk about Growcast all day. And, and no, that's what we want to hear, man. Great. I, I want to hear what, <laughs> what potentially our future could be. <laughs> you, you know, we're, we're just a couple of years in, man. And you're inspirational to us, the shit that you've done and the oh, shit that you man. do know. It's fucking crazy to hear about the community you're building. You know, having 45,000 subs, like, wow, that's so fucking cool. That's an audience, man. That's yeah, a big man. one. Well, it's I'll not, tell you guys, not like we're haters or right. anything. We, we, we really fucking look up to you. You're doing it right, man. That, that makes me feel good. And, and I'll tell you, I, I like I tell everyone else, I don't know. I don't know much about, you know, building a business or whatever. But all I know is if you provide value to someone, hmm. you know, they, they, they listen to your show and they learn something. They yeah, laugh yeah. a little bit. They pick up a tip in their garden that they're going to use for the rest of their life. Uh, if you can just do that, you know, and you can you can consistently drop episodes. That's the thing. You guys haven't slacked like. It's hard to put out a fucking show every single week. <laughs> fucking three episodes a week now, mate. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're putting out multiple shows a week, it is a fucking anyone who thinks that's easy should try it. Now, it's not hard work. Like I used to drywall. That's hard labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but but it's a different thing. It's it's very demanding, and it's, it's like you got to be thinking of ideas. It's a grind, and you and you got to be sharp. You got to be thinking of new shit all the time. Mm-hmm. So for you guys, if you guys just keep keep fucking grinding that uh eventually you will you will have the same thing you know you will have a large audience and community and all of those things like you guys are doing it right nice one it's good to know that you approve <laughs> you know well, yeah, man. You've been, mean, you're so, like way ahead in this shit you're way ahead in this game no you guys are still early if you think yeah, about yeah. the number of if you think about the number of grow podcasts out there mm-hmm. it's like That's fucking true. nothing dude it's nothing think about mm-hmm. how many movie podcasts are out there yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, so I think that you guys are still plenty early to the game, and content creation is a fun fucking scene, man. Uh, like I said, a, a lot of people want a shortcut. A lot of people see the show and they're like, they think that it just happened overnight. Like, no, it mm-hmm. takes years. It takes years of dedication, losing money, and and keeping on the grind. And yeah, you yeah. guys, you guys don't take any shortcuts. So, yeah, that's it. I think we, we can, uh, and you know, that's why we appreciate it because we're in the same position you were fucking five, six years ago. And we know how much work it is. And it's a grind, oh, yeah. this, this podcasting thing. You know, this cannabis thing, it can be a grind. And, but when you get those messages from people who, who you, like you say, have learned something from the show, have laughed at the show, you know, mm. and people who just enjoy it, and you're like, fucking, really? <laughs> yeah, the best one is when you get somebody that you, you inspired somebody to pick up and, and drop the first seed in the soil. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the best one. Awesome. I totally agree with that. I've been saying that lately too on the show is turn someone on to growing. Oh yeah. Um, tell me about it. Everybody needs to do that. I, I think that that is so it's funny. Like the show's grown. I'm helping a lot of people. I've, I've really like fulfilled my dream of helping people grow. So at that point it's like, well, what am I doing next? You know, I build the community and we're doing work there. And now I'm thinking, what's the next level? How do we, how do we blow it out even more? And um, what we're doing is, really pivoting our focus. Everything remains the same with the podcast. Let me be clear. It's not like Growcast is going to change. The order of cultivation isn't going to change, Mm -hmm. but this little pivot that we're doing, there are so many smokers out there. Mm -hmm. What percentage is like fucking 60% of Americans have tried or smoke weed regularly, something like that. Right. Uh, How many people grow? Almost nobody. Yeah. Not enough. Nowhere near enough. We have to bridge this gap. Mm-hmm. between smokers and growers and and we're going to have a free beginners course along with a paid uh how-to course that comes free with a year's worth of membership and we're going to basically pivot growcast to getting these smokers to plant their first seed 
Nice. And uh, that's going to be my fucking mission coming up here in the next <laughs> year or two. Man, must be so cool. Well, dude, you think about a lot of the beginners content, right? And it's not mm-hmm. really for beginners. It's for someone who's already decided to start growing. It's for somebody who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. I haven't like, seen anything out there that's like really basic beginner. Mm-hmm. Like anything, personally. So I, I want I want to be that first person to turn on someone who just loves to smoke pot and be like, hey, you know, this just grows from a seed, right? You can just plant <laughs> a seed and some nice soil and add some water and you'll have a pound. Fucking and they'll be like, How much? <laughs> exactly. Um, so On that's your first that's... grow a pound. Mm. <laughs> what seed is this, uh... Jordan? Please. <laughs> <laughs> in my in my scenario, he's definitely growing outdoors. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you know, just tell them that even if they get a quarter of a pound, they're still gonna be fucking happy. Hell Holy yeah. shit, even if you get a half ounce, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds it's more gonna like the, what I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's gonna be the best half ounce you ever tasted, though, especially if you just throw it in some living soil. Just little but white you know, lies, you know. <laughs> yeah, you'll think it's the best one you ever tasted till you, you know, you're probably two, three years in and going like, Oh, that was some shit. I grew the first yeah, time. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, dude. That's true. But don't you agree that um I t- I say this all the time. <laughs> Your, your homegrown is the best weed you've ever smoked. Yes. And yeah, the reason is you can taste the satisfaction, you know? Mm. You can taste the love. And every I harvest mean, is the best one I've ever done too, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in fact, in fact, the most recent strain I've grown is the best strain I've ever smoked. There you go. <laughs> that's there what I'm go. like right now. It's like <laughs> this lemon tree is probably the best weed I've ever smoked. <laughs> kicking my ass right now. <laughs> Shout out to Barry. He's always making fun of me because I'll grow something new and I'll be like, guys, this is the best weed ever. So it's like I got I got the memory of a fucking goldfish. Uh, nope. I can relate though. I mean, because I do that all the time. It's like, man, this is good. But I said that last week, you know? It's so true. But I genuinely think it does. Like people say like that it's not real. Like it's um, like it's just your brain perceiving something. But that's all reality is, man. Like when mm-hmm. you taste your own homegrown, you can truly taste the satisfaction and the hard work that went into it. And that's why I believe the best weed I've ever smoked was grown by me. And the best right. weed you'll ever smoke was, will be grown by you. I think it's also the anticipation, you know, you're growing it the whole time and you're smelling it and, and you're seeing it. Bingo. You're so built up. I mean, by the time Ooh. you get that first taste, you know, it's going to be the best weed. So yeah, of course it's going to always be the best. Always. I, I think it's why people get so mad in fast food drive through lines, because when you're hungry and you go to cook a meal, yeah. The cooking steak satiates mm-hmm. your hunger a little bit. You're not going to attack somebody because you're already smelling it. You're still drooling. You're still hungry, but your body has settled down from this, from this uh, hunger state. And uh, you know, the reason people fight in a fast food line is because they have, they're not getting the smell from any fresh cooking food. They're just sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I mean? It makes for, it makes for a tense situation. It now, does. if you're watching your bud grow and you're smelling it and you're drooling over it, when you finally chop that thing and pack a bowl, shit it's mm-hmm. like uh it, it, it is like primal it's like it's like some deep innate animal instinct shit. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, like oh, uh it's delicious it's like, like tom, organism, tom hanks in a castaway when he's made fire he's like oh creative fire yeah totally. <laughs> it's yeah. like that but with weed you know exactly <laughs> totally it's like it is the most yeah it is the most profound fucking thing yeah man. i love it man yeah it's a great hobby it's I just crazy, want to get more it? people doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a great hobby, but you know what? I also enjoy when I have friends over is just taking a butt out and, and sharing it with a friend, 
and watching my friend's eyes roll back in their head because they've never had anything like it before. To me, that yeah. is a total satisfaction of a home grower, right? There's to watch the look on their face when they smoke my bud. Mm-hmm. That is so true, dude. Yeah. So is there something a little self-satisfactory about opening up a jar and sticking it in someone's face and then watching Ooh. it? Whoa. <laughs> it smells like this and it smells like that. You, I always got a big smile on my face when they're describing what they smell, you know? Mm-mm. Yeah, but see, I'm in a very illegal area. If I do that, they're gonna they're gonna want half that jar. <laughs> That's the problem, right? They'll exactly. be hitting you up all the time. Exactly. They can't that know so right funny. now. That's the way it is. That is funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fuck. I, I might just go in and pop seeds when we're off this interview, honestly, because I mean, do it. motivated. That's do what we're talking about now. Yeah. Highly motivated. Man, it has to be done. You can't go for too long without having plants growing, mate. You know, it's like it uh, it's like on The Shining. You know, you start going crazy and shit because no TV, no beer, no TV, and no beer makes Homer go something. Makes Homer something. Go crazy. Don't, Don't mind, mind if I do. Exactly. This is why you got to fire up that fucking grow room, man. Hey, that is thing. one of my favorite fucking treehouses <laughs> yeah. of horror. Yeah, it's quality. quality. It's good shit. Every every Halloween, me and the me and the <laughs> wife do a uh, do a treehouse of horror marathon. And, oh, yeah, I sweet, fucking man. love that sweet. shit. I love it. Um, oh shit, though, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys. That we're talking about popping seeds, and I was just thinking about more shit I had. Um, do you guys opt for a more sweet, flowery, herbaceous? terpene profile or let's say you can only cho- choose one you know you're you're fucking wilson you're castaway style <laughs> yeah. and uh and you can only choose one do you go for like the sweeter brighter flowery or do you like funk skunk cheese yeah i i like uh sweet fruity goodness that's what i like sweet fruity flower for me mm. um but mm. that's not saying it's by, by much i mean i still love my skunk but Same. if i have to choose only one i'm gonna go a little bit more to the, the uh, sweet, um, delicious side. Yeah, I, I might have to. I might have to agree with you on that because I do love them both. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so hard to choose, isn't it? It's terrible, man. Yeah, and, that, and those are two broad categories. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. some almost bridge that gap. Like the coffee turps are almost like mm-hmm. bridging that gap. Well, and then you got fuel diesel versus the funk, you know, versus the chems. It's it, yeah, but it's it's too complicated. Yeah, then you got the cat piss versus the dog oh, shit. Yeah, and, man. And the baby yeah. Sick. <laughs> we but, talked to you know, Kevin I... Jodry about this stuff, man. It's just crazy the, the the amount of yeah. It's basic four flavors, but you can do so much with four. Oh yeah, you know the primary colors, right? Exactly. Um, I think that that's really what we're working with here, and I do think that's two good broad generalizations, though. Are the desirable uh-huh. ones and the quote undesirable ones. Ooh. And when I mean undesirable, that's exactly what they are. Those smells are off-putting. Mm. Um, when I, when I on, grew... off-putting on anything else except for cannabis. <laughs> well, it's, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because like I've almost grown to smell a dead skunk now and be like, go back for a second whiff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the real dead skunk. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about a bud here. So mm-hmm. it, it almost rewires your brain or, or something. Now I like blue cheese, right? I, I enjoy mm-hmm. blue cheese. It stinks. Mm-hmm. I, I think it yeah. smells off putting, but I, I like mm-hmm. the way it tastes. Same with kimchi. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to bud, you know, I just grew this, this unknown strain from a listener is called the voice of Joyce. And this thing, when it was done, it smelled like a sweaty onion BO armpit 
that someone failed to cover up with like natural lavender (laughs) incense. You're making it worse every second here. So wait, (laughs) it's it's, it's like this hint of lavender. It had this amazing lavender terp, but the lavender was just overpowered by this like fucking human sweat, body odor, onion smell. (laughs) So an unwashed human put on a lavender deodorant and called it clean. Exactly. It's like, it's like they use the death by lavender, yeah. but it just did not get the job done. You know, I'll skip the shower <laughs> and just use some of these lavender deodorant. <laughs> yeah. And uh, holy <laughs> shit, it was so enjoyable. I, I, people would just, they would smell it and they'd be like, oh, and then they'd immediately go back in for a second sniff. And, uh, <laughs> and it just smoked so good. Some of those terpenes have such a wonderful effect. And some mm-hmm. people find them gen- genuinely off-putting and they mm-hmm. don't want to smoke these types of strains. Other people like me, it's like, I, I only have one little prized bud left off that plant that I'm saving for a rainy day because it was so good. I, I smoked all of it. <laughs> Holy shit. Now the, the poop beans are, are the real deal. Uh, yeah. That's no shit. As they say, we, mm-hmm. uh, we did some work with the doo-doo butt. Shout yeah, out to yeah. 808 genetics. Yeah, uh, dude with the dog instead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we uh, rise a rich cross that to a bunch of stuff. And, and we had some shit storm. Actually, the strain is called shit storm. There you it go, is, uh, it is it is slurricane by doo-doo butt and most of them came <laughs> most of them came out with a nice uh like gassy uh for, coming from the slurricane was very gassy a little bit of sweet um kind of funky gmo but occasionally two people two members reported straight up like shitted baby diapers in week oh, five <laughs> like it was and, and they, they said both of them said that they didn't finish with that but in mid flower it was just like straight up fucking poop <laughs> like Damn. human poop poopings uh fucking crazy isn't it how this plant can just express so many different smells and flavors yep, yep. now i've never been a huge fan of the poopings however uh speaking of growcast seed coast strains one of the last ones that i did just grow with the voice of joyce was the ice uh it was the uh creature feature which was tk lotto the triangle kush by gelato on one side and that was crossed with the ice cream wolf man which is a richest strain that he made, named it after Wolfman. Dude, this thing, remember when I said the, the goldfish memory and, and having smoking the best strain I've ever mm-hmm. smoked? Honestly, Creature Feature is like at the top of my list right now. This thing smelled like fresh Italian creamy gelato that was left out in the sun to spoil. It was fucking <laughs> crazy, dude. I've never smelled anything so sweet and sour. And then when you smoked it, there was so much of this creamy flavonoid that it literally mm. felt like you just took a drink of cr- uh, coffee cream. It had a mouthfeel. Uh, it, it was genuinely unlike anything I had ever had. And, mm-hmm. and it was so dry in Chicago that it lost that kind of creamy terp. It was on the plant and I was smoking it when it was drying and it was still there. And then when, as it went into cure and it really got super dry, I lost that terp. So, uh, so shout, nice. out to the, uh, shout out to the creature feature which had both Ice Cream Man by Compound Genetics on the father's side and also Gelato on the mother's side and made this incredible fucking cream flavor. But beware, it'll, you'll lose that cream flavor if you don't make sure your, your dry is very humid and cool. Mm. So super, super interesting, dude. So much goes into it, you know? So, so, much, so much goes into how these flavors come out. The fertigation style, the, the overall terroir, your dry environment. I mean, maybe we had the same terp, you and I, but your environment was dry. So it knocked off one of the volatile mm-hmm. terp compounds. And now yours smells totally different than mine, just because we removed one of those primary colors we talked about. Yeah. So it, it is super interesting, man. 
And the, the whole process is, and it? it's crazy. Awesome hobby. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's my shit. I'm super excited. I'm gonna pop more. I'm gonna pop more of that creature feature. Um, I'm gonna pop some Afghan. I, I do like the heavy Afghans. You know, I like to, I like to um, be incapacitated. I like terpinaline, the paralyzation type of terpene. Um, am I am I the, am I alone on that? You guys like to smoke and oh make, no no I, no, I, I want yeah. every weed I smoke to make my eyelids heavy. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I've heard you and Woke Man talk about this before. It's like y'all, wait, but the way you say it is, yeah, when, I, when I'm stoned, I want to know I'm stoned. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to agree with, yeah. I mean, some, some of the hazes or some, some of the sativas are too light. You have to really, am I really stoned right now? No, mm-hmm. I want to know it. Exactly, dude. I want it in my face. Um, Man, I, I just know. want it to taste good. I was just going to say, you know, like... Uh, uh, I've had some really talented listeners give me a, a 16 week sativa. Shout out to Old Bay. Gives me some band aid haze. 16 Ooh. weeks to get this Damn. thing, man. That's now, a double, man. That's twice that's as long as anything else. Good it grief. better be twice as good, man. Damn right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it better, it better water itself. It better fucking top itself halfway through. Veg. Uh, you know, it's funny what these people will go through, but I gotta hand it to them. He grows it organically. He lets it go for 16 weeks. He dries and cures it for an absurd amount of time. And the flavors you get from this thing are unlike any indica. I'm not even going to say indica. Unlike any modern poly-poly hybrid, right? These new strains that have just been mixed together and they're gassy and they're sweet and they're funky and they're all Mm -hmm. these things, but they're not Band-Aid haze. It's (laughs) so unique. Um, So I get it. I totally get it. And if you're like me and you won't grow anything that doesn't go, that goes uh, longer than 10 weeks, you're going to limit yeah, the playing yeah. pool. You're, you're removing some colors from your palette. It's just a fact. Um, that being said, I do like those shorter flowering indicas, so I'm okay with that. But, but shout out to the people who have that patience, 12, 14, 16 weeks. I mean, my God, that's, this, uh, that's, that's, this commitment. is what the, the dispensary is good for. You know, you can go down there and pick yeah. up some of these strains that do take ages. Somebody else has grown them. But a lot of commercial people, Mac, you won't touch those strains because it takes the problem to produce. Mm-hmm. So if you so want Chicago, it, you have to find, want, yeah, yeah, you got to find a craft grower. It's going to do something like that. Well, that's why you need competition, right? The whole oh, yeah. the whole point of, of, a, of a free market, you know, if we're going to come close to anything to, like that would be that these these growers are competing and I need to separate myself from you. And maybe a way to do that would be to grow some cultivars that no one else is growing. Mm-hmm. Well, in Illinois, where again, it's GTI. Cresco and Verano or whatever, and they all go out to the same dinner together and they all price fix. They're not competing. They're not trying to undercut each other. They're trying to set up the market as, as a virtual monopoly. Right. Which is and what, and which one's going to grow it. this strain and I'm going to grow that strain and you're going to grow this strain and we're not going to compete with one another. Yep. That's exactly right. And, and they're all going to want to do eight week strains because it'll be the fastest in fastest out. They rush dry and cure. They, they get it on the shelves. They, they, they put the pre-rolls, they pack the pre-rolls while they're still wet. And there was a big, there was a big mold outbreak in the pre-rolls and, and, and people were like, can you believe this? And I'm like, yeah, I can believe it. I couldn't couldn't see it going any other way. This is what happens when you pack wet (laughs) pre-rolls. Yeah. Were you even doing rolling? pre-rolls when they're fucking well, wet it's, the thing is <laughs> there's Mac, no care into the product at all is there i heard for years that that pre-rolls were nothing more than trim rolled up and i didn't believe it until i actually went out there and they yeah. showed me the bucket mm-hmm. 
Yep. I don't buy that anymore. I'm sorry. I, I, I will buy Bud and roll it myself, but I'm not, I'm not smoking that. I'm not, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. 100%. There are some companies out there, especially in the more mature markets uh-huh. that do flower pre-rolls and they're so nice. But yeah. when you grab your average pre-roll from your average state, it's going to be the fucking shake. Sometimes there's little sticks and stems in there. Harsh. I was thinking about super harsh. I was thinking about doing a little like pre-roll challenge where I go to different dispensaries because I visit these states, right? So what uh-huh. if I hit like four dispensaries, uh-huh. grabbed four pre-rolls and took them home and ripped them open and just dumped out what was inside. I just saw what was inside these mm-hmm. pre-rolls and then shout out the companies, good or bad. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. Be a good growcast review. Do it. That's what I'm thinking, you know, because like, I'm all for the home grow, but we all got to hit the dispensary sometimes. And if a, if a dispensary is taking the time to put high quality premium flour in their pre-rolls, I would like to shout them out, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. And then again, if I'm going to buy a pre-roll, I, I'm not going to go to the one that's fucking putting stems and seeds and shit in there. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I go through with that. But that was an idea I was kicking around. We no, can I mean, keep I'm, the ideas I'm, flowing, eh? I've bought the pre-rolls before of the same strain from two different places. And one of them is fire and the other one is trash. And that's the difference right there is, is one dispensary was rolling flour and one was rolling garbage. So, yeah. Totally. One you'll go back to and another you won't. Oh, uh, well, it was in a city that far, far away that I may or may not get back to. So, yeah, one of those yeah. deals. But you learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the case of the good one, I actually talked to the bud tender and he assured me that it was it was bud. You know, and I'm, I'm sure they have people that are going to lie to you in the dispensary too. But for some reason, this, I looked at the guy and he trusted me, you know? So yeah, I trusted him. He trusted me. It was a good <laughs> deal, you know, one of those, but no, when you go into it, when you go into a dispensary like that, though, uh, you have to, you can, I, at least I find that you can usually look at the bud tender and, and you can tell whether or not they're sincere or oh are you here for the check so or do you know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I, I just, Ideally, you want someone who is knowledgeable, right? Yes. Like that's that's hard to come by. Somebody who is going to be like, oh, you're having trouble sleeping. You should really look into something with a high CBN. You should really look into terpinaline and mercine mm-hmm. dominant strain. I mean, that's mm-hmm. but that's a stretch, right? There's just not a lot of there's not a lot of that out there that I understand. At least, at least give me the one that's like enthusiastic and going to mm-hmm. recommend something, at least try to recommend something based on the patient as opposed to what they usually do which is they well, usually recommend what's on sale or what needs to move. And that's, that's not cool. Well, the, uh, the first situation is, is this is what I ended up running into. I, I just stumbled into a dispensary, walked up to the bud tender standing behind the counter, uh, told him what I was after. And he recommended ice cream cake pre-roll. He said, I promise you, he said, you won't even be able to finish half the joint. You'll be asleep. And damn it. He was right. This guy knew <laughs> what he was talking about. It's like, yeah, so and that was excellent. But yeah, some of them I go in there and he's like, you ask, okay, is, is this cartridge live resin or distillate? And they have to look on the package to tell me. Yeah, nope, it's tough. I man. don't like that. I really don't like that. You don't know what you're doing. You're only reading the box. Okay, okay. I was talking to a member of Flower Farm who, who actually spoke up at a dispensary. He had to like uh-huh. reprimand this bud tender. I, I don't remember the exact situation, but she was, <laughs> she was given, to, oh, I, I, it just popped in my head. She was given terrible advice. This, this old lady, I'll, I'll come and tell the story for Flower Farm real quick, and then I'll p- propose the moral quandary to you guys. But, but Flower Farm said he, he's in the dispensary, right? And he's checking out. There's a different person next to him checking out at a different cashier. And this is some old lady mm-hmm. who's in the dispensary, and she's talking to the young lady behind the counter. And she goes, you know, I haven't smoked since high school. 
She's like, I, I, I've been, I've been having aches and pains and I'm thinking about getting back into it, but I, I haven't smoked in 30 years, basically is what she said. And so what does this girl behind the counter recommend her? She's like, Oh, well, I've got the news for you. We've got this, uh, this like high powered live rosin cartridge. Oh shit. No. And it's preloaded, ready to go. And it's disposable. So you just go home and you take a big puff of this. Fucking what the thing. fuck? Flower farm. God bless him. He leans over and he goes, are you seriously recommending a, an 83% rosin cartridge to this lady who hasn't? And I, I was, at first I was like, I, from my Midwest roots, I'd be so, I'd be so hard pressed to butt into somebody else's conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think this might have warranted it, dude, because he mm-hmm. explained it. What happens when this lady goes home? Yeah. She takes a big rip. Maybe she takes two and then she goes way too far. It's going to, she's going to have a bad time. She's going to ruin her Candace experience. She's never going to try it again, mm-hmm. possibly. Right. Um, so I thought that was funny. If you were standing at a dispensary and you heard genuinely bad advice, would you chime in? Would you Fuck pipe yeah. up? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, what were you doing, mate? You can't tell us to do that. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> For exactly them reasons. And, you know, she could have a panic attack after smoking that much, wondering what the fuck's going on. And exactly. at that age, you know, she could easily have a heart attack or, you know, Dude, that's a good point. Shit. Well, she's, got, she's smoking back in the day, probably looking less than 10% THC. So, good Lord. I've, I've yes, been I encouraging ha- I edibles before I encourage smoking at that point, if you don't mm, smoke anyway. Edibles, but, yeah, I would, I'd probably go to a, a lower THC 1-1 cart or something like that. That's what I'm you saying. I, there you I go. was actually, I was thinking about getting my, father and, uh, my father-in-law into it. My father's already into it. I was thinking about getting my father-in-law <laughs> into it. And, uh, and I was thinking what you were thinking. What if I got like a three-to-one CBD to THC? A little Arch. bit of right, a little bit yeah. of THC just to get them get the CBD working, you know that kind of thing. But I'm thinking, <laughs> totally. yeah. fuck yeah, that's well, that, that was my exact body. Yes, um, I was in a situation like that. It wasn't nearly as egregious, and I remember holding my tongue. Um, it wasn't mm. like that where it was like 40 year smoker was recommended high mm. potency cartridge, but it was it was something like she referred to uh, a cannabinoid as a terpene or something, and I was like, right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna butt in here, but I wanted to. I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me. Excuse me, miss. Uh, actually, well, that's, yeah, uh... yeah, but that, that's you know that's just uh, semantics, and it? it's not really mm-hmm. important shit. When she, it just was something did, like that. Yeah, you'd seem like a, a right dickhead to do that. Like, actually, <laughs> yeah, totally. uh, actually, that's not cannabinoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a volatile plant alcohol. Mm-hmm. You're incorrect in your assumption. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know they, they wouldn't have been impressed by that. But yeah, exactly. To, to stop them from going home and smoking so much, they're going to just pass out. That maybe that's what they wanted though. That's funny. Yeah. It would have been funny if uh, the lady was like, fuck you, bitch. Give me a strong stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I you're trying to make up. out some kind of pussy. That's what I'm coming here for. <laughs> Pass me that ball. That's what the blood tenders will tell you. That's the most common question they'll hear in the dispensary. What's the highest THC you have in the store right now? And that that yeah. is the wrong way to approach the dispensary. No shit, dude. I've smoked some 16% that I couldn't finish the joint. Oh yeah, you but it's, it's so enjoyable when you get the right sixteen percent, though. Mm-hmm. It just puts you on that. No, right that's plane. that's what I'm saying. To be clear, yeah. I, I couldn't finish the joint because it was so strong. Um, yeah. I really don't think the THC percentage. Once you get above, you know, fifteen twenty to fifteen eighteen. Yeah. Like if you're if you're above that and you have the right terpene combination, whew, mm-hmm. you're right. I'll, I'll give you some shit that'll fuck you up, man. Yeah. Even smoking just, outside compared to inside fucks you up different. You know what I mean? You smoke oh, yeah. a joint outside and it will mash you up more than smoking inside. Oh, Mackie, I fucking love that take. Mm. I, I feel the exact same way. 
uh, I watched the show wilderness cooking and he's just like, he's always saying in his videos and posts and stuff, uh, like food tastes best outside food mm. tastes best outside. It is so true, dude. Coffee tastes best outside. Weed tastes best outside. I'm not sure if it's um, opening up your olfactory senses or what, but I believe it. Yeah, man, yep. for sure. Mess you up good. Yeah, something I don't Outdoors, do anymore because yeah. I, I only smoke my mighty nowadays. And, you know, when I would take the dog for a walk, I used to take a big fat joint and smoke that. But if I did that now, I'd be so fucking wrecked by the time I got back to the car. Uh, do your lungs feel better after s- switching to the vape? Yeah, yeah, massively. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's what's up. can take deep breaths and shit. Yeah. Just and his for- consumption levels are lower too, so yeah. Yeah, much lower, much lower. The yeah, wife has made up for that though. Haven't you seen it? <laughs> 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 a little slack here. Oh, I've got to pick up the slack. No problem, Maggie. Okay. Fuck yeah. I mean, it's a team oh, effort. There's an extra ounce around here every week now. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Though, man. I love how conscious you are about your consumption. Um, that's that's really dope. Oh, well, uh, I, it's, it's a new thing to me. <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah, um, I, I I would say the vaping and eating got to be the two healthiest ways to consume. And it's just the the flavor, mate. It's that's what's made the big difference for me. It's the ridiculous difference in flavor there is compared to vaporizing versus uh, you know combustible cannabis. Wow, when you, you do different it, uh, temperatures. Different. Yeah, but mainly at the top temps because <laughs> I like to have uh, I like a good hit, and it's got like good flavor at two hundred and ten. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh even at 180, it's good. You can you can change it. I mean, the Mighty is a fucking epic device. I recommend yeah, it to dude. anybody. I've heard that. I've heard members talking about how good the Mighty is. You guys should fucking you guys are plugging them. You should get a code. Yeah, I, I we, think I contacted them, but it didn't get back to me. Yeah, yeah, motherfuckers. Oh, get on your shit, Mighty Vape. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Let's rock and roll, man. But uh, you can go to Ali Bongo and get one from Ali Bongo. You get 15 percent off if you go there yeah. using the Percy's discount code. Which that's nice. like a fucking, I don't know, 40, 50 quid, maybe. Yep. It's a good discount. Fuck yeah, man. Safe yeah. You know. know, I just picked up a, uh, I picked up a seahorse. Have you seen these portable electric dabbers? Nah. No. It's just like, <clears throat> how do I describe it? It's like, a, is it oh, a you know what it is? Pin? It is, it is a, it is an, have you seen the nectar collectors? Yeah. Yeah. It think it's an electronic nectar collector cool instead huh. of heating up the metal tip with a torch the uh-huh. thing is only five inches long it's got a glass mouthpiece on one end and it's got this quartz tip almost yeah. looks like an eraser Ooh. tip on the other end and you cool. press a button and and from the battery it heats up that quartz tip and then you jam the fucking thing you can do it right into your dab container if it's glass and uh it just fucking rips dude i'm never it is how i consume wax and, and rosin now i'm never doing any other Mm-mm. wow yeah never getting a dab a dabber again so i've been i've been trying to up my uh, consumption game from dirty pipes and apple bowls to more sophisticated gear and this is what concerns me my tolerance level if, if i went out to amsterdam now met everybody from the forum and you know listeners of the show and i have my little cob and i'll put it in the mighty and i take that token i'm like that's good. I'm good now for a few hours and everyone's just chonging <laughs> away. It's like, wow, Mackie's so lightweight. Nope. <laughs> just, you were just enjoying what you consume. That's all you have to yeah, look at. Yeah. You know? and, and plus, they would get you to smoke and then you get really, really high and the fans mm-hmm. would love that. If there's one thing I've learned, 
It's that the fans want to see you inebriated beyond your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No. What's wrong <laughs> with these happen. people? I thought you <laughs> liked this. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Oh, like look at Maggie. He's passed out. Yeah, over I'm there. kind of past that age now, having to try and you know impress people that way. It's like, no, I'm I'm old enough to know my limits. Thank you. I'm good yeah. right now. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I mean, back in the day, it's uh, it's a whole different view, right? When mm-hmm. you're when you're coming up now, I definitely look at it as, as a, like a medicine. I'm still impressed, but judging someone based on their consumption one or one way or the other is pretty, uh, it's pretty funny, man. That was mm-hmm. definitely the name of the game. Come on, keep up. Keep you know, up. Back, back in my day, no, you, see you know, all the meetups. We're going to get Jordan ripped today. Watch. We're going to get Jordan <laughs> all ripped. I, sm- I used to smoke so much, man. I used to smoke uh, at least an ounce every week. You're smoking all the time from when I'd get off oh, sure. when I'd go to bed, smoke so much fucking weed. And I just realized it was just too much, man. I wasn't enjoying it as much as I should be because it's just always there. Just taking advantage of it, really. That's how I felt. Well, that's the number one thing, man. If you're not yeah. enjoying it, right? It's the same mm-hmm. thing with anything. Growing, smoking, playing cards. When you're not, when you're not enjoying yourself, that means there's, mm-hmm. there's a problem. Everybody's biology is different, man. Well, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, his tolerance just doesn't go up. He can smoke every day and he just gets blitzed every time. He's, I've met a couple people like this. <laughs> They just wow. get blitzed every time they smoke. Brendan from Spectrum King. He's been on my show before. I was smoking with the guy. He barely smokes. He gets fucking fried. Yeah, man. You uh, do. Get hit hard. You know, one hit of the bong, man. You're like, whoo. <laughs> I think it's biology, man. It's something about his receptors or something, you know? Yeah. Dr. Goldstein explained this to us. It's because of the, uh, the things that the cannabinoid receptors on the cells, they can't, when they get hit by the THC, they hide. So like they go inside themselves so that you can't pick up anymore and retract into the cells. They retract deeper into the cells. Yeah. Whoa, that's fascinating. And then over time, when there isn't as much THC around, they start to come out again. So there's more places for the receptors to hit. But it sounds like wow. it sounds like your your friend doesn't have that retraction kind of situation. You know, just no matter wow, what he smokes, dude. he's always got the receptors mm-hmm. right there. I you know, love that. It's like if you use it often, then you wake up and it's like the body instantly knows and just flinches. He's going to hit something. (laughs) (laughs) Hide, hide shit. Duck and cover. It's much better, man, because sometimes I'll I'll go for a day at a time. You know, I'll do a whole day without vaping or smoking anything. That was like, and and it was quitting tobacco was important as well. I wanted to quit the tobacco because I put tobacco in my joints. No, it's been a... It's yeah. been nearly four full months of no smoking. Oh, good on you, man. Yeah, I'm sure your lungs yeah, love man. that. Yeah, they yeah, do. Got to send something to Mackie for that. That uh, Yeah, I've got to get that in the mail to you. Mm-hmm. Huh. You can take nice. big, big, deep breaths with no wheezing. So can't complain. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Yeah, you uh, you people across the pond, you love to mix the two. Yeah, yeah nice, it's because uh, it's so expensive, isn't it? They, uh, it balances right? out 50-50. Well, that's what most people do. Yeah, it's fucking horrible shit, man. Yeah, I was reading one of Studi's posts though the other day. He said he used to have like a pea size uh particle in in the cigarette of weed, and now it's like, nope, it's a pea size particle of tobacco in the Mm -hmm, weed. mm -hmm. Difference when you're home grow, you know, you have a little bit more available to you. It's just to help it burn, and it's a different kind of high as well. The the tobacco complements the cannabis in some way. I think I agree with you. I, I, I remember there was a fad for a while of replacing some of the tobacco in a cigar with weed. They, they claimed it would get you even higher. And I have to agree. I tried it. And man, it, it, it will completely mess you up. First time you do it, at least. Mm-hmm. You that guys have weird. backwoods over there in, oh. in Europe? Have what? 
Backwoods. What's it's that? A, it's a type of cigar. Uh, oh, you can no. pick it up in, in, in gas stations here in America. Backwoods. Right. And they're made with whole leaf tobacco as the wraps. Hmm. So instead of like getting a Swisher, like a Swisher Sweet, which is like this kind of cigar paper. And I can smoke Swisher Sweets all day. Right. Uh, I think I think it's still a tobacco product, but it, I don't know. It doesn't make me sick. It's not like real leaf tobacco. Well, backwoods, you can literally see like the veins of the leaves when you slice it open and take the skin off. Mm. And it gets you high. Like it's like you smoked a whole cigarette right. or more, mm-hmm. you know? So so I smoked one of these and I was like, whoa, I'm buzzing. Mm-hmm. Had a second one just a few hours later. Got sick as a dog, dude. I was puking that oh, night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just made me sick as fuck. I think it was just because like I'm a, I'm a little bitch when it comes to nicotine. Yeah, nicotine nasty um, shit. I right. think I got like tobacco poisoning, but then someone else told me that a lot of these backwoods are contaminated. Mm. How like they're moldy and uh, there's been Instagram and videos. Then you were sick again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And there have been Instagram videos where they slice it open. And there's like a bunch of spiders eggs uh, laid along the inside of the, yeah, pretty crazy shit, dude. So, fuck? so yeah, I think our tobacco products are pretty dirty. And mm-hmm. maybe it's, yeah, yeah, I don't know how much is the tobacco and how much is the spiders spawn. Uh, it, this, the mighty, like vaping cannabis, has been game changing. It's fucking, it, the flavor is just incredible. And I think that's the yeah. way. But if, because when I first tried vapes, they were shit. <clears throat> you know, they didn't do the job. They uh, they didn't get you high, didn't burn the cannabis well enough and shit. Didn't feel like a proper hit. But the mighty, it's a, uh, that's, you get a good rip off that thing, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. a convection vape, though. That's totally. I gotta different. try it. Yeah, the, the old ones it, yeah. originally it was just oven style vape, and you had to learn how to puff those like a pipe, just one mouthful at a time. Mm-hmm. And it took a while to get to get high on on those original ones. They mm-hmm. just didn't function right. They came up with the convection, and the mighty ash is actually the hybrid between the two, so it gives you the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. But it's the one that I found that's the closest to smoking a joint. You know? Yeah, man, do it. Dude, I'm going to try it for sure. I tried the really expensive ones, like the PAX 3. And um, um, Mighty's not cheap, full. man. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'd imagine so. I, I, I found that those, like you said, my biggest concern with vapes is I just don't get a big enough rip. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the PAX 3 was like fucking $350 when I, when I purchased one. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to make this investment. I'm going to use it forever. And when it was fully charged, it got a very good rip. But then once you got down below like fucking 75%, it really just started to peter out. Mm-hmm. Um, the <clears> one thing that the mighty could possibly do to be better for me would, if it had swappable batteries, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That would be that's, sick. That's the flaw. Uh, if, if I could just have like a bunch of charge batteries to keep popping them, I, I mean, I would, I'd sell them. <laughs> Honestly, I'd sell the mighty. Yeah. yeah. You could get a power bank. There are some pretty cool power banks that are pretty small now, yeah. but you're right. It would be ideal to just be able to pop it out, pop it in. Yep. Like an old school camera battery or something. They don't want you doing that though. <laughs> no. They're good, man. Yeah. And it, you know, anybody who's smoking tobacco, you just try and make the effort to stop that nasty shit. If you want to be smoking your own homegrown, that's what you want. Yeah. But, smoke smoke weed and stick to coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tobacco and alcohol are, are what'll kill you. Yeah. Weed and coffee. That's that's the way to go. 100%. I don't know for a while there though. I've heard you know. You remember this, I'm sure, Jordan. Uh, coffee was was bad for your health. It was going to give you heart attacks, and it's been back and forth so long. Oh, bro, finally, bro. now, finally, mm-hmm. now it's good for you again. Yeah. You want to go there? <laughs> I want to. Can we go there? Go ahead, man. Look, I, I know coffee's your thing. Go for it. Talk about it. I don't think that legalization is going to fix anything with the debate over cannabis. People think that people think that like once we finally get some white papers on cannabis, this is all going to be behind us. Uh-huh. Food is the most studied food. Coffee is the most studied food product on the earth. 
-hmm. And we're still debating about it. We don't even Mm -hmm. know why it's that good for us. Like we know it's the antioxidants. We know there's some sort of entourage effect, but we cannot tell you which compounds reduce which cancers or whatever. Um, That being said, there is a large body of research that shows that it reduces cancer risks. It reduces dementia, diabetes. That's pretty much unarguable at this point. So like certain truths do come out of it, but I don't know, dude, people have been like wielding science, like a cudgel of truth lately. Mm. And it's almost fundamentally counterproductive or counterintuitive to what science really is, is, which is, which is a, yeah, which is a constant debate. It's, it's, here's another research paper that completely contradicts a previous research paper. And now we're going to all argue as to why, and we're going to try to land on some sort of truth. Right. So Mm. like you said, there, there are um, studies that show that coffee causes health problems right lots of these studies were put out in the 50s when basically these doctors weren't accounting for major major health concerns like smoking cigarettes every day which the doctors were actually recommending at the time same with inactivity and alcohol consumption right the three martini lunch uh Mm -hmm. that's why people were having fucking heart disease in the 1950s it wasn't fat and Mm. coffee Fat. Mm. Now, now fat, fat. Mm. fat got the finger <laughs> pointed at it. Um, and big sugar actually funded studies to demonize fat in the 1950s and 60s. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is a real thing. You can look it up. There's mm-hmm. actually a really great NPR expose on why fat got blamed uh, in the mid 1900s. Uh, again, the, the, the science was completely skewed and funded mm-hmm. by big sugar. Fast forward to the 90s, we remove fat from everything and people get more and more obese. We're more obese now, mm-hmm. fat-free, uh, than we were. And that's and now, now the keto diet's coming back because that's of the fat. That's a good fucking again, point, but it hasn't even been again, pointed out to me before. Shit. Uh, again, you talk about the egg. Scientists are still arguing over whether an egg is good for you or bad for you. That's fucking absurd. Yeah. We're never going to get a clear picture of cannabis. <laughs> and one of, the, one of the reasons we're not is because, again, it goes back to the biology. It probably is bad for some people, man. There are, mm. Eggs probably are bad for some people. Um, you should take your coffee filtered if you have a history of heart disease in your family to get those oils out. Um, you probably shouldn't be taking your coffee filtered if you don't, so you can get some of those beneficial oils. Like, it's really, really cu- quite complex, and, and research papers are not going to solve that. Um, now, that being said, how you grow your coffee and how you grow your cannabis is going to determine the health of that product. Uh, I don't care how good your cannabis is. If you spray it with avermectin or some sort of pesticide that causes Mm -hmm. seizures, you've just created poison. Congratulations. Uh, Same thing goes for coffee, man. So could you grow your own coffee? Oh yeah. Uh, Dude, it is fucking, you you don't want to grow your own coffee. You can grow your own coffee tree and you can have it as a house plant. Great house plant. Think about this for a second. Some coffee trees don't produce their first harvest until three years down the road. Can you imagine planting a cannabis plant and yeah. the first time you're going to smoke it is in three years. Yeah. Would you even grow? No. My Honestly. wife has a, no. my wife has cousins <laughs> down in Costa Rica, and they have coffee plants in in their yard. And I think they say that okay, that's a lot of time, a lot of effort. They basically can brew like two pots of coffee a year off their off their coffee plants. So is it good coffee though? <laughs> I'm sure it's the best coffee in the world because you grew it just like your cannabis. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I would love to do that. I would mm-hmm. absolutely love to do that. Now, on top of that. It's extremely finicky. It's like, dude, cannabis is easy to grow, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, coffee, like, is it, oh, it's too low altitude here. It's too hot. <laughs> it's too wet. 
I like I like it wet in the beginning and then dry towards the end. Like coffee kind of sucks, dude, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it would never survive like out in the wild, the shit that we're growing. Um, and uh, and so it, it's a bitch to grow and you don't get any money for it. Um, but it's a beautiful plant. It grows mm. in a coffee tree and it produces these beautiful coffee cherries and they yeah. flower out into coffee flowers. And Ooh. the pits of those cherries are the seeds. And those are the beans. Um, that's what you plant to make a coffee tree. They start out as green and then we roast them brown and they crack mm-hmm. and, and then, and then we uh, grind them up and brew them. Um, we're actually giving away green coffee beans to grow your own coffee tree to a random uh, Growcast code user who buys purity Ooh. coffee with code Growcast. So someone's going to win. <laughs> I think I might pick because I've got a bunch of them. So I think I might pick like three people. And mm. since I know they're all cannabis growers, because I'm advertising it on my show, I'm going to send them some coffee bean seeds so they can grow a coffee tree. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool, man. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Uh, I love pot and coffee. It's like my two favorite things. <laughs> it's delicious shit, man. Both of them. Makes me want to they go, go very have a well proper together. cup of coffee. Now, we have a lot of instant here in the UK. You know, it comes in a jar. It's, we haven't got proper coffee machines. That's not coffee, coffee man. No, it's not. You <laughs> know, this... Uh, we're trying to get purity international dude it's the good shit like mm. here, here's another thing that kind of scares me you guys um like purity coffee sets itself apart because it lab tests its coffee for like mold and mildew and shit it lab tests it for phytochemicals antioxidants and stuff it's the only coffee gonna be doing that mm. coffee's been around forever and no one cares to research why malic acid is good for you no one cares yeah. to research why chlorogenic acid interacts with trigonaline who cares? What People are buying f- it. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, mm. isn't that bizarre? So I, that kind of on one hand makes me sad for cannabis, which is it's just going to get turned into another commodity is what I worry about. But then on the other hand, it's like, we're actually pretty stringent about that shit. So maybe we'll push everything forward. I, I don't know, but, but can you believe that? Like, why aren't more people doing what we're doing with cannabis, which is basically yeah. studying the phytochemicals, well, one of the reasons is it's it's expensive and there's money in cannabis, so you can afford to study it. But I don't know. It's just interesting. You know, I thought that was an interesting thought. Yeah, coffee is like one of the most traded commodities in the world. It's not number one, is it? It's, it's up there. There's this, uh, there's this misconception that I've been guilty of that coffee is the second most traded commodity behind oil. It's actually not true. Um, if, if you look it up and you include futures, it gets more complicated, but but yes, coffee is like number 12 or something behind like oil, two different versions of oil, steel, wheat, and then it's like fucking coffee. So it is really high up there. But for a long time, people did say um, apparently incorrectly. And I was even guilty of that on my coffee show because industry experts had told me that. But it gets pretty complicated when you're talking about uh, like futures and, and those types of trades. But by volume, coffee is at the top, I believe, 15 commodities which is which is huge i mean it doesn't sound huge but it's fucking like i said it's behind steel and wheat it's so. crazy man i think cannabis and coffee they just belong together you know they mm-hmm. they are mildly a drug <laughs> very mildly yeah. they are i, I find I, them to be the, the two most wide-ranging plant medicines as far as their health effects yeah. nothing nothing helps so many ailments like cannabis and coffee they're unrivaled 
curious though, Jordan, you know, coffee is, is very much regional. Uh, if, if you get coffee in Seattle uh, at a local coffee shop there, it's going to taste one way. If you go, let's say, go to North Carolina, it's going to taste a little bit different down there. You think weed's ever going to go that way too? Where we're going to have regional uh, differences in weed flavors? I absolutely love that. 100%. I've talked about this before. Um, so we mentioned the terroir, right? This idea that where you grow it affects how it tastes. Coffee yes. is a perfect example of that. When someone asks what type of coffee this is, the first thing out of their mouth isn't the cultivar. True. Or, or more specifically, the variety. It's mm. the region it was grown in. Colombian they say this is a Colombian. Whatever, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. dude. And, and they didn't say it's a Colombian geisha arabica. I'm, I'm sorry. They didn't say it's a geisha arabica from Colombia. They said it's Colombian. And then maybe you press them and say, what, what strain is it? What, what right. variety is it? And they, they might know. But the reason that is, is because the terroir plays into coffee so much. And it does with cannabis too already, you guys. In Chicago, when we would pick up a black market pound, allegedly, it was, it was clear to tell if it was from Colorado or, or um, Humboldt. I don't need to know the strain to tell you that. Is it, is it sticky and almost uh, hard to bust into a joint and almost wet? Because it probably came from Humboldt County, if that's the case. Does mm. it burst into a powder when you squeeze it and you can just roll a joint with one hand? It probably came from the dry, dry gardens of Denver and Fort Collins, um, Colorado. So, so again, the regions might make more of a difference mm. in the future. You, you might be saying, this is a Californian. It's an OG. Right. <laughs> How crazy is that? Uh-huh. I, I really love that question. And I think, yes, I think, I think um, it's just as important as the variety. And I, I do think that it'll play a major role, if not the top role. I don't know, maybe in a hundred years, who knows? Mm-hmm. Sweet. That, that'll be nice then if we have, if, if, you know, well, maybe I should say when we finally get national ability to move the stuff around the, around the country without it, uh, problems, yeah, you could actually go to a place and have, you know, uh, hey, this is Washington weed and this is Oklahoma weed and this is uh, Arizona weed here. And we could actually have yes. maybe like a tasting room and all that. Back what somebody can dream, you know what I mean? I, I think it's actually a good way to push back against these monopolies that we discussed, right? Because if uh-huh. you can tie the, the pot to where it was created, if you can tie the cannabis to where it was cultivated instead of the company that's on mm-hmm. the front, that will allow people to make more of an informed decision. And hopefully it'll open up the way for local farmers. If I, if I want Illinois weed, I want it grown by a local. That's what's happening in mm-hmm. coffee right now, you guys. Mm-hmm. People don't want Folgers anymore. Starbucks, Starbucks was a big step up. I mean, I rip on Starbucks a lot. It's not organic. You're drinking pesticides and there, there's mold and stuff. Um, again, in, let me just say, in many of these coffee chains, I don't want to fucking get sued. But the bottom line is go, <laughs> go and test go and test a bunch of coffee chains and you are likely to find guaranteed to find mold and mycotoxin residues and pesticide and all the shit that we don't, that we don't want. Mm -hmm. But Starbucks, as much as I rip on them was a huge step up. They, they said, we're not growing Robusta. We're not growing mitts. We're only serving Arabica. Uh, McDonald's revamped their whole Mick cafe and switched to Arabica. That's like these guys switching from fucking shitty mids to, to some high grade modern genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, the coffee is being uplifted and now people want specialty coffee. They want it from one source and they want to know that source. And, and if that source is organic regenerative farm, that's you know planting trees and bringing birds back to the fucking region, they're going to buy it, man. They're going to buy it. So I just hope that cannabis heads that same direction. I, I believe it will. 
Yeah, I don't see it going any other way. It, it has to go that way, man. We, you've got to make it cool. The, the thing, the thing about America is like, mm. if you make it fashionable, if you make it hip, if you make it, you know, desirable and cool to to support your local farmer, that's what'll get people. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what'll get people voting with their dollar, and that's when these corporations just won't be able to survive, or not not they won't be able to survive, but will drop to the level that they should be at. Yeah. That they will they will actually wind up where they belong, which is in this reflection of <laughs> which is just a reflection <laughs> of how <laughs> which is just a reflection of how much value they provide. They'll still be there. McDonald's will still mm-hmm. be there. But I need a local burger place that serves better burgers, dude. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we have plenty of Bud Light in the country, and a lot of people drink Bud Light, but there are craft breweries around that will give you a better brew. So yes. <laughs> Bud Light will be fine. We're, we're, we're going to exactly like we're going to we're going to have some new craft grows. Cresco is yes. going to be fine. They're not going to be filthy rich. They're only uh-huh. going to be regular rich. <laughs> Just really rich. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and they're going to be fine. That's, that's my view. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice, man. But uh, we're so far away. How long? You, I mean, here in the UK, I think we're looking at, at least 25 years before at that kind of level. Uh, I have no idea, right? Like, I never thought Oklahoma would be the one to go. Mm, true. Never give up hope. I mean, like, this this state flop, Missouri. Missouri fucking went. Uh, yeah, I just love seeing it, man. So much opportunity, you guys. You have so much opportunity ahead of yourselves as educators. Because every time these states come online, you can you can make a difference in these people's lives. And, like, even to the people listening, you look up to, like, the, the hosts of your pod, your favorite podcast who can you know, name compounds and memorized what anthocyanin is. And you're like, holy shit, this guy knows everything. But the <laughs> fact is someone like me, I talked to Steve Raisner and I go, holy shit, this guy knows everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a beginner out there who's never popped a seed. Who's going to come to you listener. And there, and you're going to be like, you know, auto flowers don't need a change in light cycle. They, they are not photosensitive. And that person's going to go, holy shit, this guy knows everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the key, right? That's that's the flow of knowledge, and when these new markets come online, it it, it raises the dam and allows this knowledge to flow. So, I just I just I think that as an educator, you and I and everybody listening who's grown before, it really puts us in a place where we can help other people. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an influx. How many states are, are left to go recreational now? I believe there are thirty five states with some form of medical marijuana. Uh, yeah. rec, rec is lower. What's rec at? Is it like, like six or eight? I want to say. No, rec's higher than that. To six or eight. Um, we got one, two, three, four, five, six. I can't count six off the top of my head. I think we got thirteen. It's rec right now, huh? I'm trying to count as well. We got Washington, Oregon, California, Illinois. Did Arizona go rec? I think they did. Arizona's going rec on April one. Okay, so you might want to count that. Well, Washington, New Mexico is going wreck April, uh, April, April 1st. Uh, oh, Arizona well, did go, go wreck. Arizona did go wreck. Um, Dude, they're too uh, fast to keep up with. Yeah, it's just it. I mean, we got Illinois, uh, Connecticut, um, Massachusetts DC, as well, right? New York. DC is wreck? DC, well, yeah, it's, uh, DC is recreational legal, but they can't sell. Oh, weird. It's federal government. Yeah, but you won't get arrested in D.C. You just, they, they're not allowed to sell. Not that they have dispensaries because it's federal government. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it, it's gray market. It's all gray market in, D, in D.C. But, yeah, I mean, we come down to seaboard. You keep going. Virginia's getting ready to go wreck. I mean, yeah, it's happening. I think I think we're in the teens now as far as wreck goes. You twisted here said, but it's 18. 
Yeah, something like that. 18. Wow. Good on them. Good on them. They're really hard to keep up with um, yeah. how fast they pop off. But yeah, all, I, yeah. all I know is there's only 15 states that I'm not going to be holding meetups in, and that number gets smaller and smaller every year. And, Crazy. Um, I think Texas is, is, is going to be happening pretty quick only because of economic pressure, because when New Mexico goes, that's only one border of Texas that will not be legal, and that would be the Louisiana border. But every other point, if you cross the border, you have legal weed. So I think it's that, these that islands. Would, yeah, well, that's just it. You know, when you get pushed into a situation like that and all your money's going out the state, that's when the government's going to say, hey, we got to do something about this. That's what so Illinois we, did. They said their greedy little paws started itching because yep. all these all these other states went legal. I, I can't believe that Wisconsin, every border of Wisconsin has legal weed They're What are they holding out for? So I totally I feel the same way about Texas and. That'll be a big one, dude. I, I would yeah. love that. Yep. Twisted be, said uh, uh, only three states with no cannabis. All. Yeah. And uh, is right? Kansas is yeah. getting ready to fall soon. I mean, they've tried and tried and tried to get it going there. And, and you would think being so close to Colorado, that would have happened a long time ago. It's just it's taking forever to get things through over there. But Man, they'll make I, it. Is it really 47 states? I've got to fucking first of all, definitely take chat's word over mine. I, I do not keep up on this stuff like I should. But that is absolutely incredible. I know some of the programs are super whack. Like, for instance, Texas has a medical program, <laughs> but it's like fucking. Yes, it's like a joke. Yeah. So, it, try to yeah. get a recommendation. And then if you get a recommendation, try to find product. It's just yeah, it's only in name Texas's program. It's really not a functioning program as, as such. And then That's the Florida fun. program, they keep trying to get it on track. You know, they, they've had a medical program for so long, but it's taken them so long to get things straight down there. And I'm not even sure if it's still straight in the medical program in Florida. It just, it's just all know. fucked up down there. That Florida is one of my is. least favorite states when it comes to medical, uh, uh, when it comes to cannabis loss. I love yeah. the people in Florida. I love the growers in Florida. I love visiting Florida. But what they've done there is they've they've created the only thing worse than Illinois, which is the same like crony monopolism, but oh, yeah. shrunk down into the medical market. So mm -hmm. now you have now you have anybody who's recreational is being put in jail for the same plant that you're selling and taxing to sick people who aren't allowed to grow their own. Now, if you're some sort of and again, I'm not I'm really not trying to be pejorative here or disparage anybody, but if you're some sort of you know Puritan who believes that cannabis is the devil's lettuce and you don't want it in your state and you don't smoke weed and you've never smoked mm -hmm. weed, I can almost wrap my head around that and work with that. I can almost reason with that person and sit down and be like, well, let's take a look at these beliefs and, and make sure they really <laughs> do make this is different than that. This is, oh, I want to make max money. I still want to put people in jail. How can mm -hmm. I fucking like it's way more evil to me than yeah. the person who just genuinely is is ignorant or let's just be honest, just holds a different belief than I do about cannabis. That's not what this is. They, Florida knows it's harmless, but they don't mm -hmm. want to relinquish power. So they create a corrupt system that allows them to, again, maintain power and maximize profits. It's disgusting. Like I said, yeah, it it's, is, it's way worse to me. It's like hand, up, evil to me. hand off the opportunities to their friends at a price. It's a yeah. it's an extension in Florida of the war on drugs. I, I believe that they're keeping all of this stuff in place. Yeah, they say they've decriminalized cannabis up to two ounces. But of course, if you're caught with two ounces of cannabis in Florida, it won't be a felony charge, but it'll cost you about two grand to get out of that charge. So uh, to me, Oof. that's not really that decriminalized. Like you said, that's for profit if you want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's but, fucking that's almost that's like fucking thuggery. Yeah, yeah it uh, is. 
it is. It's they really, say, oh, it's really yeah, wild. It's decriminalized. Yeah, but dude, I hate to say this. Spring breakers are, are the people you're probably going to be arresting with, the, with this kind of material on them. These guys aren't going in there with a couple thousand dollars to get themselves out of jail. Yeah, that's that's no way. I mean, they're barely going to have enough money to pay pay for the hotel room, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bullshit. It's all yeah. total bullshit. The, and you're I right. I think the laws are basically in place so they can control these crowds. So somebody's got to somebody's got to go into them privatized prisons and make money now. Yeah, that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? You can't have well, them empty cells. Empty Sally's not making any money now. But if, if a government's going to enter into a cannabis policy, they need to enter it honestly. Mm. And not with ulterior motives like this. It's I don't crazy. think I don't think governments nowadays are capable of, of that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 less and less there. They, mm-hmm. The good markets do exist. I don't know if it's because different people were in power in that state and, and the, the people who are making those decisions were just less corrupt and less greedy. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know what it is, man. I don't know how to explain that. But I literally left a state because of the way that it was run. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just moved my family out of Illinois, man. I was raised there. Like I used to have great pride for Chicago. Mm-hmm. That city is crumbling. I would not be surprised if it, if it looks like Detroit in a number of years and wow. they've ruined the, it, it was a state where I couldn't get anything done in the cannabis market, everything from Chicago normal to the legislation itself, to every single grower that I talked to from these large cultivators, it was all corrupt. It was um. all completely under the table, backroom dealing, limited licenses, maximum money, lotteries, taking money from people to increase their chances of winning the lottery. Fucking, it was the worst of the worst. What the fuck am I going to do there, dude? Mm -hmm. I'm holding grow classes and I'm still going to do grow classes there. Rich Rich is going to be teaching classes and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not leaving the people behind, but holy shit, I'm going to a place where I I feel like I can actually make more of a difference Mm -hmm. because like monkey said, they're replacing illegalization with regulation. Mm. And what they're not doing is just leaving us alone. They're finding another hammer to hit us with another cudgel that they can bash us over the head with. And instead of jail time, it's restrictions and regulations and taxes. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Making money, man. man. It's extortion. It's it's ridiculous. I hope hope it doesn't go that way in the UK, but we know it's going to. They're going to tax it like a motherfucker, like they tax everything. I, 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 unfortunately, I got to run in just a few minutes, but I wanted to swing it back around now that we're on the subject. What's happening in Spain? What is, what are the laws like there? I, I hear it's this cannabis mecca and I don't know what, it, what's going on over there. I have no idea. No, no, even no. across the pond, you're like, I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's legal, but they did have some problems with, uh, the, the seed banks were shut down because of some kind of tax evasion, weren't they? It's a couple of seed banks were shut down not so long back in Barcelona. Dynafam and yeah. Humboldt, was it? Yeah, yeah, one of the Humboldts. Because mm, they're shipping, they're probably shipping large amounts of genetics to all sorts of different countries. And did it catch someone's attention, sort of thing? Absolutely no idea. I mean, it was it was a while ago when we looked into that. Yeah, a year and a half ago, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel they're kind of on an island, and I occasionally get a listener from Spain who writes me. I love hearing from from anybody in Europe or anybody overseas. Mm. Um, always interested in that. But yeah, I hear that it's like you can grow there. And Barcelona is one of the greatest pot cities to visit in Europe. Yeah, and-, uh, and we, But we get this a lot with Canada, for example. You know, when you hear about the way Canada is up there, then you think that it's all, it's all weed and everything's happy. But there's so many regulations and restrictions on everything over there as well. You just don't know about them until you go into detail sure. with somebody. 
and I'm sure it's sure. the same with Spain, and because they have the the Spanabis over there, which is a, a big cannabis event, but there's probably ridiculous restrictions and everything on that shit as well. So yeah, you can have cannabis, but no more than seven grams and shit like that. There'll be some kind of stupid rules on there. There always is. It's not free <laughs> anywhere. It's, it's like just lift these fucking restrictions and let let cannabis do its thing, man. Yeah, it's I totally honest. agree. No, well, like, guys, uh, sorry. Yes, no, no, cool, Jordan. No, I forgot you were gonna good, you were gonna be you're gonna be off. I'm sure you got fucking shitloads to do after just moving house. I really appreciate taking a break and hanging out with you guys. If I'm being perfectly honest, I would continue. Um, <laughs> but I do have a lot of responsibilities. Maybe we can, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we can do another show sooner. Like yeah, I said, whenever, you guys whenever. back on our side. Or... Yeah, sure, man. Oh. Whenever you're ready, just let us know. We'll get Drop it organized. Line. We're good. That'd be fun. We could, we could, we're not uh, busy on Fridays nowadays. So the, the Saturdays are more free. So if you want us to jump in oh, yeah. on a Saturday, no problem. A hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. We got, uh, Growcast podcast, of course, tune in on Spotify, all the places, and then the order of cultivation. If you want to see the AMAs and member podcasts and all that good stuff, um, hop on in there. In fact, if you want to hop on in there, if you're listening and uh, DM me on Patreon, I'll refund your join fee if you want to check it out for free. So I'll just throw that out there for anybody listening. And and you guys stay in touch, nice. man. Anything you yeah, guys man. need, you got to hit me up. Of course, Jordan. And same you're for you. Nice, you know, if we can help you in any way or you got something to plug to some to our listeners, which are mostly your listeners too. But you know, that's <laughs> not man. It's always good to catch up. True. You guys rule. Um, oh, yeah. hey, monkey! Thank yeah. you so much for those monkey pipes, man. Uh, oh, man those no were awesome. <laughs> yeah, I fucking good. smoked the shit out of the the one that I've been using, and then I gave a bunch of them away. Like, uh, nice. Yeah, people at the classes and some of the members got their hands on some monkey pipes, and everybody I gave them to just absolutely loved them. Sweet. If you need more, let me know, man. You got to get some kind of thing where you can mark them with the monkey avatar or something. That'd be fun. I need to get a little brand made where I can put Mm -hmm. a a little brand on the bottom of them or something, but I haven't gone into that yet. You know, I'm in in a place that, uh, let's say, uh, I'm in a state that Jordan's not going to be coming to this year. (laughs) (laughs) So going to some place and say, hey, make me an avatar with this pot leaf on. It's a little bit risky Mm -hmm. where I am right now, but I have to find the right artist and I'll get that done. Yeah. Or a little monkey. Um, you should put those up on Etsy or something, man. I mean, I got uh, off, but before, I mean, like people yeah. loved them. You should the sell only, those fucking things. Well, the problem is, uh, you know, I'm on a podcast telling everybody about the weed I grow, and then if, yeah. if I go, I have to be able to take money, and that kind of like put me yeah. in a bad spot. So right That's now, right. until yeah. I become legal or figure a way to at least front these things, mm-hmm. uh, they're freebies only only available for Monkey when he sends them. That's only thing I can do oh, right now. Oh, man, that's dope. You're creating demand. I like it. Oh, man, look, I'm just giving back to the community, man. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> I love it, man. Really do. Percy, you rule, man. Let me know yeah, what man, I have man. for you. You have a good time. Let us know if you need Great us. Well, well, I'll you, speak to you on email. So. And go. hey, you booked that Amsterdam trip. You let me know the dates. <laughs> Of course, man. I will do. I'll guarantee you. I'll right, let you know. Cool. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs> Have a good Later, day, mate. Jordan. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there we go. Another awesome interview with Jordan River. He's a good friend of the show, and he's helped high and homegrown progress so much by sharing us with his audience, things like that. And we're forever grateful for everything he's done for the show. He's a good friend of the show, and we'd appreciate if you went and checked out his show if you didn't do that already. But again, if you want to come and watch the show live at any time, we're live every Sunday. You can come and check us out. And we do live interviews on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash high on homegrown. And you can find all the links to all of these shows before they happen beforehand on percysquareroom.com. So again, enjoy your 420. 
stay high stay safe come and join us on the live stream if you're around later on today but if not there's always a live stream for you to come and check out you can find all the links on percy'sgrowing.com again thank you very much to jordan river for coming to join me and monkey again for another awesome interview i hope we can speak again soon and we'll get on the ask me anything as soon as possible so we can speak to your listeners over there that'd be sweet but big shout out to the cannabis community on this lovely 420 stay high stay safe and we'll catch you on the next episode which will be friday for the grow guides about cannabis plant problems so we'll see you then and if not we'll see you on sunday for the live stream on youtube.com slash high and homegrown nice we'll see ya then enjoy your 420 goodbye <laughs>